welcome to another episode of the Good Morning Good Night podcast. I'm your host Isabel, and today I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite video games. Some of the games I'm gonna mention today are just games that I like to play to fill time. Some of them are games that I absolutely love and would 100% recommend for you guys to buy. If you're not super into video games, I still feel like this episode has a little bit for everyone. But feel free to hop back in next episode where we have a special set of guests. Um, I say that because we have multiple guests on the next episode. And I'll let you know who those guests are at the very end. As I've mentioned before on the podcast, one thing that I constantly find myself doing over the last year is consuming more and more media. Whether it's TV, movies, video games, social media apps, I'm just utilizing and engaging more social media than ever before. And I've mentioned previously on an episode that I do enjoy playing video games, especially over the last year. I've had a Nintendo Switch for a really long time, and I got it because at the time I was traveling around a lot. And when I travel, I just need a variety of different things that I can do. So usually I'll download a couple of movies on Netflix. I'll draw on my iPad, play a couple phone games, but I just needed a little bit more variety And I felt like the Switch was a really great way for me to do that. And just so you know, this episode is not sponsored by Nintendo. I totally wish. If you guys want to tag them and tell them that they should sponsor me, I mean, they should sponsor me. (laughs) But yeah, I've had the Switch for a long time. I haven't really used it. So over the last year, I've downloaded more and more games. One of the games that I've recently got popped up on my For You page on TikTok And that is Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. And the description for this game is, play as an adorable yet troublemaking turnip, avoid paying taxes, solve plant-tastic puzzles, harvest crops, and battle massive beasts, all in a journey to tear down a corrupt vegetable government. So part of the reason that I got Turnip Boy was, like I said, it popped up on my For You page on TikTok. And the art did seem really, really cute. That was a major selling point for a lot of people is you just had this very cute, different artistic style and you play Turnip Boy and he's just going around running all these tasks for Mayor Onion because he owes taxes. So I like the game because like I said, the art style is really cute. The storyline as well is really cute. It has a cool flow and it's fun to solve these puzzles. However, some of the reasons why I don't like Turnip Boy is because the controls are very difficult and they're not intuitive. So in most games, A is to confirm. Maybe you'll use it to interact. Y will usually be used to shift through different menus. So if you have different items that you want to use, maybe a sword, or maybe you want to shift through to the shield, you'll use the letter Y. And then B, that's usually used to go back or to cancel. However, in Turnip Boy, the controls are a little bit backwards and it's difficult for people who play video games constantly because you have to remind yourself that the buttons are the opposite in Turnip Boy. So instead of B being for back or to cancel in Turnip Boy, B is to confirm, to move forward. Instead of A being to interact, it's normally Y. A, for some reason, is to cancel or to go back. X I think is to attack. I don't even remember. The controls are just out of control. And that can make a gameplay for people that normally play games a little bit more difficult. 
or if you want to try other games, then it makes it more difficult to transition. Now, the only other thing that I don't like about Turnip Boy is you can be doing the right thing. However, it's almost as if there's a glitch or maybe it's not quite sensitive enough. For instance, in the game, maybe you walk up to a desk and there's a note on it and you need to read the note. So there'll be an interact button that pops up usually, and then you can pick up the note and read it. However, in Turnip Boy, you'll walk up to that desk, see the note, and no interaction button will pop up. So maybe you'll think, eh, maybe I don't need to interact with this item. Maybe there's something else I need to look for. Maybe I need to go in the other room and check this, or maybe I need to do that. But lo and behold, it was just the game not actually registering that you were in front of the desk, and you were actually doing the right thing. So it's kind of easy to get stuck on certain puzzles and you find yourself googling a lot what to do next or watching walkthroughs and I know I'm not the only person that's had this issue because if you google turnip boy pretty much all that pops up on there is like maybe a couple synopses and where you can buy it uh, but either than that it's just a bunch of walkthroughs and tutorials and people posting videos explaining how to play the game and yeah this is typical results for most video games it's just it seemed to have more walkthrough tutorials than any other game I've seen. And that's saying a lot. That means a lot of people are trying to show others how to play the game. I don't think it's so much in a fun way, like this is how you play Turnip Boy, but I think it's more of a, everyone seems to get stuck here, so this is what you do. Now, another game that I really like to play is Mortal Kombat 11. It's a fighting style game and it is very violent. It's definitely not for kids. And I believe it's rated mature. I actually don't know how video game ratings work. I can just tell you that it's definitely not for children. It shows different fighting scenes in a very, very graphic manner. You can crush someone's skull, rip their spine out. I mean, I don't know how much more obvious I can make that it is definitely not for children. The one thing that I love about the game is it does show you prior characters and it takes you through their storyline in a kind of future versus past way. So you get to revisit some of your favorite characters and play them again in a more modern, updated way. And I just love a good action game as well. Plus, I think it's really great that the game has a way of mixing cinema with video games. I think we're seeing this more and more just as a trend, but Mortal Kombat does have cutscenes that break up each chapter of the game. So as you go through the storyline, you get like these kind of little movie breaks and it's a great way to split up all of the fighting and bring in different elements. Plus it is a good game to play with friends because you can play online or you can play against your friends if you have multiple controllers at home. I know that whenever I play Mortal Kombat and my family is around, they all seem to flock around and want to see what it's all about. That's how high quality these cutscenes are. It is amazing how far video games have come and how well the 3D animation has come as well. Now, one tip I just want to share with you guys is if you have the Nintendo Switch, add all the games that you want to your wish list. Every single game that you've wanted, you want, you feel like you will want in the future into your wish list. 99% of the time, they will go on sale. There are some staple games that just never go on sale, like Mario Kart, Mario Party, um, Smash Bros. I want to say Pokemon Sword and Shield, like the OG games that came out with the Switch, they just don't seem to go on sale. 
But other games, they will. If you put it into your wish list, it seems like Nintendo has an incentive for you to download the game by putting it on sale or at least something on your wish list on sale. Really quick before we move on, another reason I would recommend Turnip Boy is because it is really affordable. I think its normal price is like around $15, I want to say. But that is one of the ones that if you add to your wish list, it usually will go on sale. And I think, I want to say I paid like $5 for it, to be honest. I can always double check for you guys and let you know. But in the meantime, I did buy Mortal Kombat when I did purchase it. And once again, I did that little wishlist hack. I only paid $14.99. And like I said, Turnip Boy's list price was about $14, uh, $15, something around there. Can't say 100%. I don't remember. I don't see the receipt either. The next game that I want to talk about is actually my favorite game. It is the game that I spend the most time playing. I'm just obsessed with it. I love everything from the graphics of this game to the music to the storyline. And I'm just going to read this little synopsis off the Nintendo website. The game Monster Hunter Rise is a critically acclaimed action RPG series and it returns to the Nintendo Switch. Set in the ninja-inspired land of Kimura Village, explore lush ecosystems and battle fearsome monsters to become the ultimate hunter. It's been half a century since the last calamity struck, but a terrifying new monster has reared its head and threatens to plunge the land into chaos once again. Hunt solo or in a party with friends to earn rewards that you can use to craft a huge variety of weapons and armor. Brand new gameplay systems such as the high-flying wire action and your canine companion, Palamute, will add exciting new layers to the already robust combat that Monster Hunter is known for. Whether it's at home, on the go, online or offline, you'll always be ready for your next hunt on the Nintendo Switch. I'm telling you, they should sponsor me. First of all, before I even go into how much I love Monster Hunter Rise, if you worked on Monster Hunter Rise in any capacity at all, if you just tested the game, I need you on the podcast. Go ahead, send me a DM or email goodmorninggoodnightpodcast at gmail.com or goodmorninggoodnightpodcast on Instagram. Send me a message. I need you on the podcast. This is how much I love this video game. I'm not kidding. And also, if you play Monster Hunter Rise, just real quick, send me a DM and I will play with you. I will play. It will be so fun because this game is just amazing. And I'm telling you, the graphics are insane. It's insane. And the cutscenes in here are so cute. They have a little bunny dango, I think is how you say it. I'm so sorry. I, I could be butchering that. I wonder, well, I know it as a dessert, but I wonder if, I want to say it's Japanese. I need to look this up now because it's going to bother me. Yeah, they're Japanese. And they're sweet Japanese dumplings. They're, okay. Yeah, so they're Japanese. They're basically mochi rice, and usually they're colorful. And in the game, you can buy them to prepare for your little monster hunt. And there's a cute little cutscene. In the game, you can order the mochi, and they have this cute little song and graphic that goes with it as they prepare it. And it's just so cool. It's so detailed. Like, you can make your custom character. You can design everything from their makeup to their hair to their eye color lips. I mean, 
it's all fine detailed. You get to make your own custom character. And then as the description said, you have little sidekicks that help you on these hunts. You have your little hunting dog, which they call a Palamute, and you have a Palico, which think of it as a little ninja cat. So it's a really cool game. I think it involves so many different aspects of Asian culture, and it obviously takes so much inspiration from their culture and integrates it into this fictional land called Kimura. It's just everything about it is so beautiful and not only is it aesthetically pleasing, but it's so fun to play. As you advance in the game, you open up new sections of the village and it allows you to do new things and interact with everything in a whole different way. And it's just cool. I love games that aren't the same constantly, but allow you as a player to expand and grow, but also for the gameplay to expand and grow as well. Monster Hunter Rise is on the pricier side of games. I believe the base game is $59, but I wanted the deluxe version. Don't ask me why. Like, I really invested on this game, and it was $70. But $70 that I would spend again, and I will spend again, because they have a second game coming out in July. I don't remember what it's called. Maybe, I think it's Monster Hunter Kingdom. I can't say for certain what the second game is, but I know it comes out in July because I can't forget that. And I already added it to my wish list. It's definitely a game that I would recommend. 100%. I feel like even if you're not into action games, there's no way you would hate this game. I feel like it's so, like, I, I feel like I'm not even doing it justice. That's how good that game is. I'm sorry. I just love that game. And I'm totally nerding out, but I love it. I can't even say enough good things. Like I said, if you play Monster Hunter Rise or you want to play the game, DM me on Instagram, DM the podcast. Like, I will so play with you guys. It's great. Now, the last game I wanted to take a second to talk about is Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. I bought these games as soon as they came out, and I got both, and I've played both twice all the way through. And one thing that I love about this is it's finally a new chapter in the Pokemon games. They like to recycle old content just for the nostalgia factor. So once you've played one Pokemon game, you've kind of played them all. Up until today, I could say that, oh, this is a new chapter. They're going in an all new direction. However, they did announce three new Pokemon games. One of them has a completely new storyline. And if you look up Pokemon in the Nintendo Switch, I know I'm just talking about Switch games right now. There's other games that I like to play, but I'm just focusing solely on the Switch. One of them is an all-new storyline. It seems to take inspiration from, once again, historical Asian art. And the other two games that they announced are remakes of old games. There's no set date for any of the three games. They just have tentative release dates which I believe are ranging from November of 2021 all the way into like February of 2022. So we're not really going to spend any time discussing those games because like I said, they're just announced. We don't really know anything about what they're going to be like. I mean, you can watch the trailer. It's not actual gameplay footage because they're still working on it and obviously fine-tuning it. But the two games in the Pokemon series that I wanted to talk about, like I said, are Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And the Nintendo synopsis says, begin your adventure as a Pokemon trainer by choosing one of three new partner Pokemon. 
Then embark on a journey in the new Galar region, where you'll challenge the troublemakers of Team Yell while unraveling the mystery behind the legendary Pokemon. Explore the wild area, a vast expanse of land where the player can freely control the camera. Team up with three other players locally or online in the new multiplayer co-op max raid battles, in which players will face off against gigantic and super strong Pokemon known as Dynamax Pokemon. But there's more to being a champion than honing your battle skills. You can pick your own clothes and get a new hairdo while visiting the stores in town, so you can be the trainer you want to be. Throughout your journey, you'll encounter newly discovered Pokemon, as well as familiar ones that will look a little different in their new Galarian forms. For another way to level up your Pokemon, assign them Poke jobs to complete, and for fun, you can even play with your Pokemon in Poke Camp. I feel like Pokemon is just one of those staple games. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can play. And I just feel like it's so, it just brings up that nostalgia factor. And if you're, once again, not super into gaming, I mean, Pokemon can be pretty fun because like they said, there's such a variety of things you can do. You can go camping, you can try to be a champion, pick your own clothes, like get your hair done, play with your friends in these co-op battles. There's so many different ways to play games nowadays. Long gone are the days where you just sit in front of the computer all by yourself. While I do love a good Sims session, I think everyone loves The Sims. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, The Sims. But I mean, I mean, Pokemon is so fun. And like I said, it has that multiplayer option. So if you want to do those co-op battles, you can um, play with up to four people. Plus, if you're like me, you collect a variety of Pokemon. In Pokemon Shield... I just collected Pokemon that I felt like would battle the best. But in Pokemon Sword, I wanted to be a little bit more like Go from the Pokemon Journey series on Netflix. And I wanted to catch every single Pokemon. I didn't care if they were cute, ugly, strong, or what I considered strong. I just wanted to catch them all. And I just feel like it's really fun. There's so many different gameplay aspects. And you can also trade Pokemon with other people. So it becomes fun in that sense because you can do surprise trades where it's like, you kind of get what you get, or you can do a trade for a specific Pokemon. But for now, that's all the video game recommendations I have for you all. I do have a lot more video games on my Switch. If you want to hear a little bit more about them, let me know on Instagram and, you know, maybe I can do a follow-up episode later on. For now, that's going to be it on the video games. Those are the main games that I'm playing right now that I'm really enjoying and having fun with and that I would recommend. Like I said, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Good Morning, Good Night Podcast. And make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on any future episodes, especially next week, because I am bringing childhood nostalgia to you. I am going to have the voice actors behind the Pokemon characters on the podcast. So make sure you do not miss this one. It is childhood nostalgia to the max. I love it. It's so fun. And with all of that being said, I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.